Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To coast. It's a pain-free Friday for Elves. Dolan out minutes under my hockey. Waxing it up. 100, 200. A bad seat. A broken eight. A bad apple. A bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad. Out of bad taste. Bad life. Bad dude. Bad bread. Bad attitude. Bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City studios in the Barola Palace. Right across the river to the woods from more. Granny just picked up a fresh ounce of Sweet Star today. And she's on the back deck smoking in New York City. The Big Apple. People dressed in plastic bags, directing Travis, some kind of fashion, shake it up. Should do, I'm a friend to come around, find a flat, a party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, it's tied, tied, my brain splattered all over Manhattan, Shadoobie, shake out, ooh, ooh, woo, woo, I think I might have caught some from Keith, Shadoobie, yeah, yeah, it's only rock and roll, but I like it, like it, yes, I do, but I like it, hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell, along with your boy, Carver High this afternoon, Mafia running it with Aaron O, and of course, Ty Stick, Big Daddy Jones at LTN in Kansas City. Mo kicking it in. A birthday roll call today. KJ Hamler, 23. Marlon Humphrey, 26. Vic Beasley, 30. Josh Harrison, 35. Jaime Garcia, 36. Hakeem Warwick, 40. Cecil Martin, 47. Bobby Iyala, 53. Jerome Walton, 57. Ken Lanier, 63. Terry Poole, 66. Jack Lambert, Hall of Fame legend with his teeth out, 70 today. And Alan Ashby, former Ashby catcher, 71. Have a bit of a All right, the Yankees beat the Red Sox last night at Fenway. What a game. It was 5 nothing. Yankees, they win it 6-5. Josh Donaldson with a G-spot. The Grand Slam to dead center. Homers in two straight games. How about Rafael Devers? He homers twice off Ace Ventura, Garrett Cole. We got it all for you. Aaron Judge says he's fine. We got Chris Sale today talking about his temper, explosive uh, actions down in Worcester, destroying the clubhouse after a rehab start. Dodgers beat the Cubs 5-3. Mookie Betts, second home run of the night. We got it. Dave Roberts, so proud of Tony Gonsolin. Cards beat the Braves 3-2-11. and They needed that. Dylan Carlson with the go-ahead hit in the 11th. We got it for you. Tigers beat the White Sox 2-1. I told you, all they do is lose at home, the White Sox. They can't win two in a row at home to save their ass. Craig Mitchell join us. Scoop style from Miami to talk baseball. Plus, Elvis is in the building today. Denny Bernstein live from Montreal at the NHL draft. What an extravaganza that'll be. 
The Mets beat the Marlins. How about this spanking last night? 10 to nothing, Carver High. J.D. Davis with a grand slam. Nelson Cruz apparently on the Mets radar at the deadline. Buck Showalter not worried about adding players at this point. The Bassett Hound says he's sick and tired of MLB's COVID rules. Meanwhile, today in New York City, they told everybody to start wearing masks again because the new strain is just a disaster. and It's going to get everybody really sick and we're all going to die. Pirates and Reds split a doubleheader. I hit both ends of that. Brandon Drury with an RBI triple in the nightcap. Brian Reynolds and the Pirates drawing interest from the Pinstripers. Phillies beat the Nats 5-3. Orioles over the Angels 4-1. Adley Rutschman still getting involved, the rookie. Dr. Shivago will join us today. Dr. David Chow to talk about injuries around sports. You know he's got all the skinny you need. Colorado beat Arizona 4-3. Randall Grychuk with the go-ahead double. You got Padres over the Giants in 10 innings, 2-1. to one. Jorge Alfaro with another walk-off. We welcome all of our radio affiliates on a Friday, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Mightier 1090 ESPN in San Diego. Near to you, wanna do you, wanna? Sports Map Radio Network, Sports Byline USA. Good to have you with us on Coast to Coast. Jerks and Profar, the Padres collapses on the field after a collision last night. He's got a concussion and a neck strain. The Mariners beat the Jays 8-3. We got everything. Tonight's games, we'll break it all down and make you some money. Plus, Carver High's got the Mercury twin engines in the water. The prop boat is cruising the lagoon. We've got props out the yin. You name it, we got it, and we're going to make you money. Plus, today in Carver High history, we'll hit all the sports that happened on this day through the years. UFC fight night. Mafia is putting his gloves on as we speak, getting ready to break my nose. The Nets want the hugest return ever. Still no traction in the KD and Kyrie trade talk. It's getting boring at this point. Paolo Bancaro going off on Jabari Smith last night in the summer league. Jaden Ivey with a 20 spot in his Pistons debut. We'll talk about tonight's summer league games in Sin City to Megadaha. Beautiful hand in Las Vegas, baby. Gary Bedman talking about being welcomed to Montreal by the fans with nothing but showers of booze. We'll talk about all the draft picks with Denny Bernstein. Who got who? Arizona took Logan Cooley, number three, the kid out of Pittsburgh. He's the only kid that I cared about in the entire draft. I just wanted to say because of the local flavor. Shane Wright ended up going to the Seattle Smoke Kraken. Penn's draft Owen Pickering at 21. Isles trade their first rounder to Montreal for a defenseman, uh, Alexander Romanoff. Montreal trades that Isles pick to Chicago for Kirby Bach. Excuse me, Doc. Excuse me, Bach. Excuse me, Doc. Carolina trades Tony D'Angelo to Philly for three picks. Now all the Ranger fans can hate him when he plays for the Flyers. The Oilers trade Zach Cassian. The Leafs trade Peter Mrazek. And Marc-Andre Fleury does stay in Minnesota. A two-year deal to continue on with the Wild not winning Stanley Cups. Raiders hire a Vegas attorney to be their team president. Sandra Douglas Morgan, the first woman black president to serve in the NFL. Mike Shanahan, Mike Holmgren among 54 selected and semifinalists for the Hall of Fame. We got everything for you on a Friday. Grab a fraction. It's Coast to Coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I know what you got to do. You got to get the BetMGM app and bet $10 on the women's final or even $10 on the men's final. Those are Saturday and Sunday in concert with one another. So the ladies tomorrow, bet 10 bucks on that, and you're going to win 200 if either player has an ace in the match. You know that's going to happen, right? And you got to use the code VOLLEY200 to get in on it. Get the uh, Bet MGM app, Volley 200 is your bonus code, and you win 200 bucks. It's like they're just giving you money. They're like, here, wake up, watch Wimbledon, we're going to send you 200 bucks. I mean, that is just a great way to start your day, Carver High. I really think, I got to ask you, Mike, uh, last night was very hairy uh, in Boston. Very hairy. I was very nervous. I almost had to have a second bag of horrible Redenbacher, and I was under a tremendous strain. It was time for a Heineken. And uh, I was able to get through it because of Wandy Peralta's brilliance as the first guy to come up big yeah. out of the pen with that impressive inning and a third. I thought he was the difference in the game, giving Boston not a conchata. Nope. Uh, Peralta, King, Holmes, everybody came in uh, after Cole had given up that second home run. Cole did come back out for the sixth, had the one, two, three. Uh, but those guys were able to shut it down throughout the final three innings. And the Yankees, Scotty, hold on for a 6-5 to five win up at Fenway to start their weekend series up there. They took an early lead, that's for sure. Josh Donaldson, big fly over center field for the granny on WFAN in New York. The pitch swung on and hit in the air to deep center. Back goes Duran. Back. He looks up and it is gone. It's a grand slam. Wow. Duran turned to face the wall to get the rebound and it went over into the seats. Dead center field bleacher. Grand slam. Josh. By gosh. And with Panache, a grand slam gives the Yankees a 4-0 lead. Oh, how cheesy is that? Look, uh, I don't care about all that uh, syrup. I-, I just know that he's hit a home run in two straight games. Uh, and yes. it's, you know, very funny to me how when he was, you know, Mr. Racialitis and he was uh, going at it with uh, Tim Anderson, everybody on the team, you can tell they all hated him. 
Like he didn't have a friend in the world. Not even a dog or a cat would have been friendly to him. But then when the guy's raking home runs, you know, a month and a half later, everybody loves him. Like as long as you're hitting home runs, we don't care what you do. So it's changed dramatically from when he was on the outs with the pinstripers. Now he's on the ins and he's seeing a ball and he's hitting it, driving it. And he's very capable of this. You've seen him do it before. Uh, you certainly have. So the Yankees built a early 5-0 lead in the game. Cole would give up a homer to Rafael Devers. Yankees actually got a cheap run. Uh, you saw that little pop-up, Scotty, uh, that the Red Sox let drop in the infield, which ended up being the winning run for right. the Yankees, that sixth run, because Cole would give up a second bomb to Devers, uh, who, like I was telling you with J.D. yesterday, both those guys hit him well. Last night it ended up being Devers, uh, who took care of business against him. Uh, but the Yankees do hold on. They take care of business in the bullpen. 6-5, a victory. Now let's go to Aaron Judge, Scotty, because, of course, uh, he did not play last night. Uh, and Boone told you before the game he's dealing with some lower body soreness. Uh, let's hear it straight from Judge. He says he feels fine. Yeah, it's just precautionary stuff. You know, they're feeling it for a week or so, and, um, you know, just taking a chance to take a day and make sure everything's all right and, you know, make sure it's nothing more than one day so we can keep rolling. I told you now was the time to, to kind of give yourself a bit of a rest. Uh, I think it's more boony, you know, being precautious with things, you know, especially with the league we have right now in the division. Now this team's rolling, how guys have been swinging the bat. Um, I was just, you know, like I said, it's bigger, better taking one day now than missing two weeks, you know, down the road. Well, whatever it is, I mean, I don't really care on nights that he gives a guy like that uh, the night off as long as they win. I mean, you take him out of the lineup and you win, he looks like a genius. You take him out of the lineup, they lose. It's a different story altogether. But nevertheless, a huge win to start the weekend series. Four games in Boston. You take the first one. Now you go out with Montgomery tonight and try to get another one, and he'll allegedly be in the lineup. So let's see if he can bring the big stick to Fenway. Uh, yes, we will have that lineup uh, probably within the hour, definitely by when we look at tonight's odds uh, for Coast to Coast later on, Scotty. We should know whether Judge is definitely in or out. Also, before the game at Fenway yesterday, we had referenced that uh, Chris Sale spoke to the media about the ripping the TV off the wall at Worcester the night before. Sale, always very honest, Scotty, and we prefer that on Coast to Coast, as always. Here he is uh, explaining the entire situation. Well, yeah, and you know, when I was young, I made mistakes. I'm not going to shy away from it. I acted like an idiot last night, and I've acted like an idiot before. I do it in the dugout. I've been told through the years, hey, take it to the tunnel. Um, so you think you're in a safe space, and you think that you're in private. That's a place that you're not supposed to really have cameras. Um, there's no public access to that, so I thought I was in you know, kind of a safer spot. But hey, is what it is, man. It's, it's who I am. It's what makes me a big leader. It's what makes me good at my job. Might not be the best for the public guy, but what is? Who's perfect? Name him. I'd love to shake his hand. Do you ever worry about injury risk or something like that? Yeah, so I learned in college not to punch anything, and I learned very early on from a teammate of mine uh, not to give a full front kick. Uh, you know, it, you never want to do it, but when it happens, you got to do it the right way and not injure yourself or somebody around you. I mean, you're just acting like an idiot, honestly. It's just seven-year-old temper tantrum. It's not... You're an idiot. Like I said, it's not something I'm 
proud of. It's not something <laughs> I want to do, but I guess this stuff happens, man. Gotta get it out. You got a new TV for him. I guess it cost 1200 bucks. so I guess all the minor leaguers were happy. They finally got an upgrade of their TV in the clubhouse, but whatever. Uh, you know, Chris Sale, like, he's another guy that never pitches. Like, he, you know, he's another big money guy that never yeah. pitches. He's always injured. That is very, very true. Uh, we'll go next to the Dodgers, Scotty. Late night out in Los Angeles. A win over the Cubbies, 5-3. to three. And last night was Mookie Betts tonight. Two solo homers for Mookie Betts. The second one on Sportsnet LA. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we all know that Mookie Betts hits a lot of home runs. What I want to talk about is uh, Tony Gonsolin, who continues Carver High to rake wins and have just a brilliant season. ERA in the ones, hasn't lost. How is this guy, honestly, not in the lead for the Cy Young? I mean, it's not even close, if you ask me. Uh, and let's hear what Dave Roberts thinks of him, Scotty. Proud of Tony Gonsolin. So proud. I, I thought ta Tony was good. I mean, I, I think that even without his best stuff, um, he was able to navigate 24, 25 hitters. Um, I don't think his slider was as consistent as it has been uh, to the righties. Um, I think he, I wouldn't even call the, the, the homer that he gave up a mistake. He was a 3-2 split down, down and in. A kid took a good swing on it, so I don't even call that a mistake. So um, he worked behind more than he typically has, but again, um, when he's going that well, he can still navigate and, and still put out a quality start. It's almost the same thing, Mike, as, as Cole. I mean, Cole last night uh, gave up the two home runs, but nobody else can get a hit off of him. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Know your prey. This is a whole new jungle. This is the lion's share. 
brought to you by BetMGM. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, we bring in Craig Scoop Mish, of course, from Fantasy Sports Today and Newswire. He's on C2C now, constantly getting involved with Uncle Futrelli on baseball. Uh, Craig, I want to start with the game at Fenway last night. I was talking to Carver High about it earlier, and then I want to talk about some other things in baseball. But I thought the, uh, you know, the pitching last night was huge for me in this game. Like, Cole, I thought, was super effective. Uh, against everybody except Devers, obviously. He, six innings, five hits, five earned runs, three walks, seven Ks. The two home runs, obviously frustrating. But I didn't even think those pitches were bad to Devers. I mean, he literally golfed one of them out down by his ankles. And then everybody else, it seemed like Cole had, you know, good stuff working. Then you go to Wandy Peralta, who I thought was flat out brilliant. And coming from the left side, I think this guy is so important to their bullpen, it's not even funny. Then you go to King, then you go to Holmes, and you close mm-hmm. the door. That pitching last night was the reason they won that game. I know the error was huge. That that led to the extra run because they were hard to come by except off a few bats. You get the Donaldson and Aaron Hicksomers. What did you think of the pitching from start to close? I think that the point that you make is a great one on the bullpen. I, I think that's really where it, it has been a shock this season. And and if you if I would have told you, Scott, at the beginning of the season that Aroldis Chapman would be a complete non-factor with the Yankees this year, you would have said, all right, Yankees are, what, five, six games over 500? I mean, probably. Uh, but Clay Holmes has been out of this world, and they're going to have to make a decision here coming up. I don't even think there's one to make. I think Holmes is going to continue to be their closer for sure. And let's also not forget that the Yankees were smart enough to recognize that Michael King has really two very good pitches and maybe a third. And that's kind of what happens with these starters, Scott, is that if you don't have three effective pitchers in, uh, pitches in the big leagues, you go to the bullpen, and then you can carve out yourself a nice 10-year career. And I think that's what they've done with King. I still think King could start at some point for them. It's, you know what he reminds me of a little of Chad Green? Um yeah, I really like what the Yankees have done with that bullpen, and I just kind of wonder at this stage of the game when they're adding, because naturally what you do is you add bullpen to the mix with your already good team, which is what the Yankees are going to try and do, uh, what they do with these guys, King, King and Holmes, because they've been so good. It's like, how do you take them out of that role? I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the filthy pitches uh, that I, I think Peralta was throwing and King, you can see when he struck the guy out, He had that big hook in there, and, I mean, it was just flat-out filthy. He tried that same pitch with the next batter, and he walked him, but I thought overall his stuff was nasty, too. I have no idea how Holmes has gotten this good. Can you even explain it to me? No, because, look, it's hard for me, Scott, to indict the Pirates on everything. I know how much you love that area, and certainly you grew up watching that team. But, there, I, I mean, I just it's, it's hard to say it's a coincidence, coincidence at this point with the amount of players that they have sent to other teams that have really flourished and, and the amount of losses that they were in on those bad trades. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to me, for me to sit here in this spot and say that it was organizational, but they made the change a couple of years ago to bring in Ben Charrington. And by all accounts, I think the Pirates are headed in the right direction. I mean, O'Neill Cruz is up. They have Brian Hayes. They, you know, their pitching is going to struggle all season for sure. But I think what you have to ask yourself, Scott, is that if you're on a team 
and you're going to lose 100 or you're going to lose 95. Is there really value in holding a guy that could save 20 or 30 games? And so they really never got to find that out with Clay Holmes. We also don't know if Holmes can do this for three or four years. The closer position is the most fragile in all sports. It's a guy who comes in, saves 10 games, and all of a sudden blows five. He has, no longer has a gig. We never see him again. So I, I would think that the Yankees would still try to upgrade that spot. But for the time being, they've got to roll with what works, and he is what works. So how about that uh, Mets game last night with the Marlins, 10 nothing, oh. and they had, uh, you know, you name it, Davis had a, a grand slam. Uh, McCann hit a home run. I mean, they poured it on uh, the Marlins last night, and, and that was huge because, uh, you know, the Braves lost, and, right. uh, you know, you get a game out of it at the end of the day. So, uh, and I thought, I thought Trevor Williams pitched pretty well for him. Yeah, Williams is not somebody that really is penciled in every five days, and I would assume that he'll go to the bullpen once they get uh, – well, Scherzer's back. He'll pitch Monday. And then DeGrom, you know, I guess in a couple of weeks. But Carrasco will pitch this weekend too. I mean, listen, you can never have too much pitching. You're not going to use all of them down the stretch and in the postseason. But I thought Williams did a, a really nice job and, and basically kept the Marlins uh, off balance for the majority of the night. It remains to be seen what that start will do for him. I know that, you know, the Mets have had Peterson in their rotation also, and he's kind of like more of a five inning guy. Uh, but Williams, by the way, another guy who was on the pirates at <laughs> 1.2. So uh, look, we'll see. I, I, don't, I don't foresee Trevor Williams being the Mets uh, number one starter or the number two. They also have Chris Bassett. They also have Tyler McGill when he's healthy, but depth is an important thing. And that's what he provides. So I've been talking about on a consistent basis, the White Sox can't win at home. And I said yesterday that they can't win two in a row at home, that they won in extra innings the day before in 10 innings. And uh, it was a huge win for them. And then they turn right around and lose again at home. Is this going to be the undoing of Tony La Russa is how bad the White Sox have been this entire first half laying at Chicago on the south side? Yeah, you know, that's not really something that I've ever bought into. I, I think that there is a huge luck factor involved in baseball and that, you know, you could play well on the road for whatever reason and bad at home, and I don't know that it will really add up. So I guess my answer would be, Scott, is that if this continues, the answer is yes. But I would also say is I would not use that as a huge indication as to what could potentially happen in the second half. I know the odds everywhere on virtually every book are going to – be yelling at you for the next few weeks that the White Sox are going to turn it around, bet us now, we're going to be there in the end. They just haven't shown any indication of that. But, you know, there, there's 81 games to play. The White Sox are absolutely playing for this season. So nothing would surprise me. But to answer your question in a short-winded way and not long-winded, I don't, I don't look at the home road thing as any huge indication of the future. What about the Twins, the way they've been able to maintain that lead and stay atop the division, and what Correa has brought to him. Yeah, for me, it's been more of Buxton putting together the season that he has, and there were a lot of complaints at the beginning of the season that Buxton was only going to be a three- or four-day-a-week player because of injuries, but he's really held it together, and, and he's putting together a great season. So, yes, Correa has been, no question, a nice add, but they've also gotten some good pitching. Their bullpen has been out of this world. 
And you you obviously have to give credit to that organization because there weren't a lot of people that gave the Twins a chance to win a division this season, even though they did sign Correa. And now he's in an interesting position because I think, Scott, he can opt out after this year and go chase another bag. So we may end up seeing that with the Twins. But I would say Twins, Guardians, White Sox, nothing would surprise me down the stretch. I think they all have a shot. How about Verlander, what he's doing in Houston, coming off Tommy John, this guy... Again last night, another strong performance. Uh, six innings, uh, seven hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts. Can you believe the way this guy is pitching again? It reminds me of Clemens at the end of his career doing the same thing where you, you, you could honestly see a scenario, Scott, where Verlander just wanted to pitch 20 games a year and, and, and just join a team in April and May for the next five years. He probably could do it. That's how good he's been this year. Now, you know, to be honest, he had more than a year off to get back to, to being himself. So it's not really a true Tommy John and then back the following year, which is why he says that he could go 200 innings if need be. But it, it's a, a fantastic story, obviously. He'll be on the all-star team. There's no question that he will be there when he retires in five years from his retirement, he'll be a hall of famer, but let's also give the credit to some to the Astros too, Scott, because they decided to bring him back and he's really made the most of this, this opportunity. I, I'm, I'm wondering what he'll end up doing next year. How about Adley Rushman, what he's doing in Baltimore and how the Orioles are uh, scraping every night and playing their ass off. I mean, it's the first time they've been good in forever. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on the verge, you know, like you, you could kind of see, that they're getting closer to being relevant and they have a young pitcher who's not pitching right now in the minor leagues. His name is Grayson Rodriguez. He's considered the best pitching prospect in all of baseball at the moment, but he's hurt. So you know, that, that's kind of the way that they've built this. They have the center fielder. So they built up the middle with that. They have the pitcher with Rodriguez. They have the catcher with Rutschland. And they're going to still need to figure their infield out uh, shortstop second base. But Scott, the Orioles that you and I knew, uh, they were not afraid to spend money on Roberto Alomar and Cal Ripken and Eddie Murray. Like, so I, I think that now that they feel like their farm is rebuilt again, that they're going to go in the offseason and get some guys. So I, I think the Orioles become formidable next year. How about Schwarbaum, what he's been doing this week? Multiple two-homer games. How valuable has he been in Philadelphia? Yeah, it's it's really easy. It's hard to predict when he's going to do it, Scott, but when it starts, you just want to ride it. And and now is is clearly the time uh, to ride Schwarber. He had a lot of choices in the offseason of where to go. He picked the right spot in Philadelphia. He did not have a great start to the season by no stretch of the imagination. But now he started to pick it up, and he looks exactly like he did in Washington last season. So I would expect him to continue. Yeah, and I think getting Bryce back in that lineup is the key. If he can hold down the fort till then, uh, you get him back in the lineup. They're both raking in the second half. They could be a wild card team. I don't think they're going to win the East, but I think getting him back will be key. Craig, enjoy all the baseball this weekend. Uh, There's a lot of good stuff going on, especially in Boston with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Thanks for coming on Coast to Coast, brother. Have a great weekend. All right, Scott. See ya. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Denny Bernstein, a.k.a. Elvis, is live in Montreal at the Bell Center getting ready for more of the NHL draft. The first round went down last night, and we got him live up there way north of the border in Quebec, and he's styling, speaking French on today's show. Hey, Denny, um, I thought the steal of the night was watching Shane Wright Give the Montreal front office the death stare after they didn't pick him number one. And he went to the Seattle Kraken number four and he gave him that just, just vicious look up on that stage. I thought that was the best moment of the draft. You know, Scotty, a lot of people say that's the reason he fell to four is that kind of attitude. But I loved it. That was amazing to say, I'll see you. I'll see you and I'll see you. I think that was hysterical and just added to a great night in Montreal last night. Day one was great. Trades up uh, up and down the board. Uh, just a lot of and, – and the fact that we just were live with the GMs back in the building, it was a great night for the game. Of course, Denny with the fourth period in NHL radio on Sirius XM and with us regularly as our hockey contributor on Sports Grid and Coast to Coast. So I, I actually – uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the Kraken won uh, in getting that kid yeah. at four. You got to be kidding me. Uh, he was going to go number one. And then here we go again yeah. with the sports books. Uh, and Carver High <laughs> said it best. Follow the money. You knew when that money changed, it was going to be yeah. uh, the kid, Stavkowski, who they ended up draft- yeah. uh, drafting, um, you know, number one. What did you think yep. of them selecting Slavkowski number one instead of right? And do you believe that the Kraken got the better player? Well, now they have Slavkowski, uh, Nick Suzuki, and Cole Caulfield. So they have the makings of a young first line. So I get why that pick was made. And there wasn't much. Shane Wright isn't, he's not Connor McDavid. He's not uh, Austin Matthews. But I agree. Seattle, I was saying all week, Scotty, they had to find a way to get the four to get Shane Wright. I thought it was going to be a trade with maybe New Jersey, but they got the, they got Shane Wright because the first three teams didn't want him, which is crazy. So now in Seattle, Shane Wright, Manny Beneers, who they drafted last year high, and Yanni Gord. Like, that strength on that team that was bad last season, they have a solid middle right now. In the future, like three to five years from now, 
that's going to be a team that at least has depth in center. So, yeah, I thought it was a big win. I like that player. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of us had him number one. Uh, so for him to fold a four, I think the question mark is, do you like Logan Cooley better than Shane Wright? And Arizona does. Well, I, you know, I knew there was going to be at least two defensemen taken in the top 10. Were you surprised when the Devils took uh, Simon Nemich uh, at two no. instead of Wright? No, because the strength was in center. They wanted Slavkovsky. He was gone. They have Jack Hughes. They have uh, Nico Heischer. They have Dawson Mercer. They don't need a center. So that was no surprise whatsoever, Sky. They were hoping that it was going to be right. They'd get Soskoski playing with Jack Hughes. That didn't happen, so they went defenseman. I think that was the right move for New Jersey. Okay, so have you – obviously, you knew this kid, Logan Cooley, was a star yeah. player in Pittsburgh and from a very young yep. age was a little penguin playing with Crosby and in camps and everything like this. And everybody says he, he might end up being the stud of this draft, a guy that yes. can uh, score from anywhere and do all kinds of yep. things with his hands. He's great with the uh, you know eye-hand coordination. What do you think of Cooley going to Arizona? I actually said yesterday yep. that it was the kiss of death going to that franchise because I still don't believe uh, that the Arizona Coyotes should be in Arizona. I think they're awful. I think the franchise is awful. It's been an embarrassment for the NHL. And Gary Bettman refuses to admit it because it was his problem. He tried to fix it by owning the team. And it's been a, a, an embarrassment yeah. of riches there. If you play for that franchise, it's a kiss of death, even for Shane Doan. It's the opposite. I agree with you with most stuff, Scotty, but not on this one. And here's why. Logan Cooley is going to play in a market where there's absolutely no pressure. And in three years, when there's a new building, he's going to be a star player in Arizona for three years. Or so, you know what? Shane Wright, that's where he should have landed because he could have went in there, played. Nobody would have cared. He's playing in front of 5,000 people in, uh, in Arizona. Logan Cooley set up to win. Like, there's no pressure. He can do whatever he wants and, and become a great player. So I think that's the mo most ideal spot for a draftee who's high, who doesn't have to really produce right away. It's the opposite of playing in Montreal. So I, I have no problem with it. So, and I get your problems with Arizona. I understand. But Scotty, those heels are so dug in, so deep in the desert. Like, they never leave in Arizona. They aren't. It's just a means towards an end. They'll play at Arizona State. The only way they move is if, you know, uh, Tillman Fertitta in Houston wants another tenant in this building, he'll buy them and move them to Arizona. It just won't happen um, anytime soon because they've been there forever. You're right, Scott. They, they own that team for ages to keep them in that market. They just believe in that market, whether it works or not. I don't know. I don't know about this ownership. They got to get a new building. And if they do, then it might work in Arizona finally. But it's been a long time coming. I mean, you're going to play at that college rink with 5,000 fans. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And I'll tell you what, uh, if I were a kid, like with this kid's talent and, and going there, uh, it's like going to prison. I mean, he's going to Leavenworth <laughs> to play there. Honestly, like when you play there, you absolutely do not matter at all. At all. Yeah, I know. It's, that's the way it works sometimes, Scotty. Is that, well, that you, you sucks. Yeah, it, it sucks, but it's the way it's it's the NHL. It's it's the major leagues. You want to play in the major leagues, and not everybody can play in Madison Square Garden or you know PPG or any other uh, big time place. Well, there you go. The Flyers were busy. Not only did they get uh, Cutter uh, Gauthier, what a great name, Cutter, uh, and then they got Tony D'Angelo today in a deal. What did you think of their uh, busy uh, night and afternoon? 
Well, they got a lot of work to do. And the, the guy whose butt's on the line is, is Chuck Fletcher. He's got to be able to produce for this team. I mean, he's got to make this team back to the playoffs. I don't see it happening. And Torch is on there. Tony D'Angelo and Torch would be a really nice match. It'd be a lot of fun. But it's two small steps, Scotty. It's not going to make that team a playoff team. They got to get way better. They have to be, have to have more structure. They have to have healthy uh, Couturier and, and uh, Kevin, Hay, uh, uh, Kevin Hayes. So if they do that, then, you know, then they might have the makings of something. It's small steps. But Chuck Fletch is going to do a lot more work. You're talking about Chuck, maybe Provorov, JVR. There's a bunch of players that can't be moved. So, again, this is the start of something. But they got to move fast. And they got to – especially Chuck Fletcher. Like, this is a do-or-die summer for Chuck Fletcher. He's got to make that roster better. And if he does, maybe he'll stick around. So, I want to know what you thought of Chicago's move with Dabrinkit to Ottawa and then eventually <laughs> drafting Kevin Korczynski, the defenseman that played in the W out in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then trading Kirby Doc. So here's the thing. They want to get younger. They want to rebuild. They traded a 24-year-old and a 21-year-old. So what are they going to do? Like draft a 17 and a 12-year-old? Like, I don't get it. If I'm Patrick Kane, Scotty, I'm on the phone with Rocky Works, the owner, and saying, look, I got you three cups. Your, your franchise is worth way more than when I, when I got here. Like, I got my rings. It's time for me to move on. I'm not playing in Chicago this year. That team is going to be god awful. And uh, if I'm if I'm Kane, because Taves is stuck there, his health issues, he's not going anywhere. But if I'm Kane and maybe even Seth Jones, I'm saying, look, I want out. Trade me to a New York. Trade me to a Buffalo, wherever. But Patrick can't. I I can't envision him starting the season there. I think over the summer they're going to have a serious conversation with Pepperson, his agent. Um, uh, D- Davidson and the team and himself and say, look, this is the, the time has come. My legacy is cemented here, but it's time for me to move on. Yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday. Brinkett scored 41 goals last year. He's 24 years old. Yeah. What are you doing? They And they traded him for like really, in my opinion, Nothing. bad position picks. I, I just, uh, you know, ever since that sex scandal, I mean, the people that are running that franchise now are actually i think doing more harm than good i think they have gone dramatically down from where they were when they had quenville there and everything was moving uh and greased and lightning and and moving in the right direction i agree with you kane has to get out of there i like this kid matthew savoy that the sabers got yeah 90 points last year a lot of speed and talent what did you think of the sabers nice snag uh, you know, I interviewed Matthew and Cutter Gordier and uh, uh, Cooley at the uh, Cup Final. I love Matt Savoy. He's ready. He, he's from Edmonton. He, is, he looks up to uh, Connor McDavid fast, smart, personable. That was a really good move by the Sabres, which they're starting to make good moves. And Unlike Chicago, which I agree, they're, they're burning it down. They want Connor Bedard next year. That's what they're shooting for, the kid who's going to be the next Gretzky, supposedly, or whatever. But I, I love Matt Savoy at nine to, to Buffalo. That was a nice move for Buffalo, a nice pick. I think that kid's going to be, if not a superstar, a really good add to that roster. All right, I got to ask about my team and getting Owen yeah. uh, Pickering, the defenseman Pickering. out of Swift Current. Had you seen or heard of his talents before? Yeah, he's going to head to that defense, and they do need to add, even bringing back Tanger, that they needed to, to have more talent on the blue line. That, that's where their weakness is. So I like this kid. He's not going to be any – look, Scotty, even at the top, immediate help for any of these teams, probably not. But two to three years from now, Pickering could be a nice part of a core uh, of that Pittsburgh defense. So I like the pick. It makes sense from a positional standpoint, uh, but it's not going to be immediate help for the Pens. 
Uh, Carver High wants to know what you thought of the Islanders move instead of using the pick they dealt it. Oh, uh, that kid's a bone crusher. He hits, he hits and hits and hits. I think that's a nice move for them. Uh, I, look, here's the deal. They were in on JT Miller. They were close. It, for some reason, it didn't happen. And, you know, Lou said, ask Alvin in Vancouver. And Van, uh, Alvin didn't really have much to say. So they maybe maybe it's just – here's what I heard. JT Miller didn't want to sign an extension with the Islanders. Uh, maybe because he's a former Ranger. <laughs> maybe that was added to it. But that – Play that was a serious conversation. So to get Romanoff, that's a nice that's a nice trade. But you know, it's just um, it, it's going to add to this D, but it's not going to change the paradigm for uh, for it helps their depth, but it's not going to put them over. Do you think Flurry did the right thing in staying in Minnesota? Yeah, it's a really good team, even without Kevin Fiala, who went to LA. It's it's a good move. He had some other options. He likes it there. And now here's the thing. Billy Guerin's got to have a conversation with Cam Talbot because Cam was supposed to be the guy, and now Mark's there for two more years. So is, I assume it's going to be Mark Andre Fleury. So uh, I, I like him staying there. He had some other options. I don't think Pittsburgh was ever an option. And when Casey DeSmith came back, he wasn't going there. But he likes it there, and he wants to finish his career there. So he's going to he sign up for two more years. So what do we think is going to happen uh, at the draft tonight? Well, the draft's already over, so it's this afternoon. But um, So there's some more trades. I, I think now we're looking to a free agent frenzy. And I think the one big trade that we're looking at, Scotty, is is um, uh, Jacob Chikrin. Like, will he move from Arizona? And Arizona had thir- three first-round picks. They don't need any more picks. They need players. Will, will they move him for a package of players? L.A. could be a player. Should, uh, Columbus could be a player. So I think the one thing you would look at between now and next Wednesday when free agency started, is what happens with Jacob Chikrin in Arizona? As you mentioned, the, the franchise has a lot of building to do. Will the Penguins uh, let Malkin go since they signed Latang? They can't pay both of them, can they? Uh, they can. Uh, Gino's got to take less, maybe five and a half, six, on a maybe a two- to three-year deal. But, yeah, here's the thing. Like, he's got to get over the fact that they prioritized Chris Letang before they prioritized him. But he's got – the only other place he could play, Scott, would be Florida, like on a one-year deal for $5 million. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to come back to your pens. Yeah, I thought it was – he'd get a two-year deal at best at around seven each or eight max. That's what he probably wants. Great stuff, Denny from Montreal. Thanks, buddy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast with Carver High. I got to tell you this, uh, Mike, that's what's wrong with the NHL. You have your first round in prime time on national television, and then the next day, what do you have? Breakfast at Tiffany's? I mean, they did the whole draft all day when no one even knew that was happening and slid it in and got all those picks done from two through seven, and it's over, and not one person on the face of the earth has a clue as to who any of those kids are. They should have had at least a couple hours of that draft on tonight to show the world who these kids are. No one will ever know who any of them are again as long as they live. Yeah, uh, it was a little puzzling to me as well. Now, usually, Friday night, primetime, round one, Saturday afternoon, like 11 a.m. noon, and then they run through rounds two through seven. I did think it was kind of bizarre. I originally thought this morning, too, when I woke up that, they must be doing the night because why else would they do Thursday night? Uh, but they rolled them out there at like 11 o'clock this morning up in Montreal on a Friday in the middle of nowhere. And, they, and they, it was like record time, too. I mean, they did six Stupid. rounds in like an, hour, like an hour and a half. I mean, they were just running up there, handing them the cards. Uh, and they didn't even have any internet either. They lost all the internet in Montreal. Uh. And they were still able to pull it off. Uh, what a, but listen, we know this. Everybody that got picked today in those six rounds of the NHL draft, throwing a dart. That's all you're doing. You're just throwing darts. You got, it's tough. And I know they got scouts and they got all this stuff. You got no idea how guys you're taking from Sweden and Finland and all these players, no idea how any of them will translate into the NHL. And you're hoping that one of them busts and, and you end up with a great player. That, that's it. That, that's how the NHL Yeah, there's works. no doubt. I can't wait till I see this kid. Uh, that I keep telling you about from my area. Yeah. Uh, when he's he's in the U.S. Men's National Program now, and he's going to Boston College to play hockey on a full ride, and I'm sure uh, he's going to get drafted in the NHL. That's when I'm going to be interested in the NHL draft when I see this kid go in and where he goes and see his career blossom because he's going to uh, Menenian's going to be a stud. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.